The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Absolute Radio. And welcome to uh, another episode of the Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. My name is Jay Lawrence Carter. Hey, what's up, folks? Now, Carter, um, we're back on back on home soil. Just came uh, from yes. New Orleans. Indeed. Yes, you did. Mm. From home, from a homes, a soil that you have called home. Previously, back to your home soil. It wasn't a long holiday, promise. Uh, when, okay. I, when I went there a few years ago, well, no, uh, I lived there for a year. Well, I missed you. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's really yeah, sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you, sometimes I'm still know. not quite over my experience of losing my passport. Not gonna lie to you. Uh, yeah. Shout out to oh, I forget this Phil. guy's name on Twitter who sh- who who um, mentioned that it was OJ Simpson. Old school classic commercial OJ Simpson running through the airport to catch his flight. I, don't, I cannot what did remember. What you say? I said Jim Brown, I think. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you and I'm going to add you and I'm going to reply. Thank you for pointing that out. I can't believe I mistook Jim Brown for OJ Simpson. Well, that's very, the thing both because very I know, running backs, I know what you're talking about now because I remember the, I remember the advert. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's only because I watched it off YouTube. It's yeah. not because of any other reason or anything because it's just straight. I mean, that. I wasn't oh, in yeah, this country, yeah. was it? So. You're, you're young. I forget. Uh, younger than you. Not yeah. that much, though. Uh, you know. Not that much younger. I wouldn't know that much. You're right. So today uh, on the episode, we're going to be speaking to uh, Jacob. His name is Jacob. He's a man who has done something quite incredible and spent an awful lot of money going to see lots of different American football games. Jacob. Jacob is coming up. John little, Jacob. In a little bit. Uh, first up, let's have a little bit of a sum up. The Rock and Roll American Football Podcast. Jay Lawrence and Carter. Absolute radio. So another one bites the dust, Carter. The Carolina Panthers have fired head coach Ron Rivera, the winningest, by the way, winningest, what a terrible word, the winningest coach in the franchise's history. Panthers, 5-7, NFC South, strictly speaking, aren't out of the playoff race, but... I mean... Come on. I mean... Come on. Yeah. Minshew Mania is returning. (sighs) Nick Foles is benched. The Jaguars have their rookie QB slash Def Leppard lookalike returning. Gardner Flint Minshew, the second. Uh, and at the weekend, we saw one AFC heavyweight face one NFC heavyweight. Ravens versus the 49ers. Baltimore came out with a win uh, thanks to a field goal uh, from Justin Tucker, one of the you know the best uh, kickers in the league right now, um, which gives me um, an opportunity to play this, actually, Carter. It's a very strong tenor voice. So, do you know the song? Ave Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why, why would I be playing this? Um, you about to pray? I don't know. The singer right there, Baltimore Ravens kicker Justin Tucker. That is a voice. Isn't it? I heard he was an opera singer. I didn't know, I couldn't remember if that's the case. That is a very good voice. That is... What is he doing kicking a, kicking a football? Why? Earning lots of money, mate. Would that... Well, <laughs> I guess he's getting paid, yeah. But that voice, man... He could do both. Uh, you could, yeah. That's I'm sure decent, Opera has though, a season. That's what I was thinking. In the, in the summer, he yeah. could be touring around yeah. Maryland. 
Where would you You would go to New York mm-hmm. You'd have to take the Acela Which is the, the Amtrak that goes up oh, okay. East Coast Boring directions, yeah uh, you could, New York I'm sure Boston has a nice theater You could go to Philadelphia You could hit the eastern Northeastern seaboard there Yeah, yeah, yeah You could make some money I'm sure he could just go on tour by himself To be honest with you uh, I don't know if that's how opera works I think you have to have like a an orchestra and a composer. Oh, people would go. Yeah, I would go see him. Would you go see him if he did a date in London? Uh, yes, I would. Yeah, I would, I don't know if I would go see him kick a football, but I would definitely go to. What uh, if he was just in London just for the express purpose of kicking a football? Yeah, yeah, that's enough to bring him to, to London on his own without his team. Again, you need a team. You need an orchestra. Who's his team? He's you the need Baltimore a, Philharmonic Orchestra. Uh, maybe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mania is returning, mate. Um, how do you feel about Gardner Minshew coming back into the uh, let me tell you how I feel about Nick, let me tell you how I feel about Nick Foles mm-hmm. he, what a fall from grace I believe he was the MVP of the Super Bowl of course yeah a couple seasons ago couple when seasons the Philadelphia ago. Eagles beat uh, the New England Patriots yeah and he, I, he was injured in the first game of the season he's mm-hmm. not had a full swing in it so <laughs> uh, <laughs> he's not, he, when he's had a swing He's had a bunt or a half swing or something. That's a baseball metaphor, folks. Uh, analogy, rather. And uh, he hasn't been doing so well. Uh, first half of this game, didn't play very well, got benched. And uh, the stash is back. Well, that was because uh, the, the team played so poorly, weren't they, against the, they uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When, they, when the Bucs are thrashing you that bad, you know that you need to look inwards, don't you? Yeah. And sometimes look on your bench. I'll tell you who will be happy about this, though. I'm interested. The people uh, at Wembley Stadium a few a couple months ago in October when I went there and said to people, Gardner Minshew or Nick Foles? Gardner Minshew. Why would you drop him now for Foles? Like- I mean, the tash is just where all his powers is. We all know that. <laughs> so you can't drop him till he shaved it. Simple as that. Nick Foles, but I am a fan of uh, the Minshew moustache. Gardner Minshew. And why is that? Because I'm wearing a tash. The first moment I was disappointed when I see a Minshew playing the last games. It's okay that he is uh, the, our quarterback for today. But then what happens when Nick Foles comes back? Yeah, that, that will be really, really difficult. My heart place for Nick Foles. It's yeah, I think because Foles, he's yeah. the popular one. Gardner! <laughs> Minshew magic is real. No, obviously Gardner. I mean, I love Big Nick, but Gardner is the real deal, yeah? <laughs> Does Foles have a moustache? I don't think so. Look at our moustaches. Who do you guess we are for? So I think it's fair to say that those guys know their stuff. European. <laughs> European's obsessed with facial hair. Like, yes. I also think uh, that we played this. We played this uh, well, a couple months ago. We played yeah, that bit yeah, when, we, when, yeah. we, when we were at Wembley Stadium. And I think that we missed the best line of that whole thing. I'm intrigued. Because we weren't, we didn't focus on it. But I just feel like it's such a poetic line. Mm. My heart plays for Nick Foles. My heart plays for Nick Foles. That's the name of my debut album. She sounds- my heart plays for Nick Foles. <laughs> she sounds like she's from Philly, actually. That, that's, that's why her heart plays for Nick Foles, because he won him a Super Bowl. Yeah, I, well, I think, I think actually they were from Germany, thinking about it. My heart plays for Nick Foles. Oh, my heart yeah. plays for Nick Foles. There's some German-Americans in Philly to, somewhere. To be fair, you know, if you're a Philadelphia Eagles fan, I think their heart probably plays for Nick Foles. Uh, well, used to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone in that division in that division is terrible, though. Every every team. And that's coming from a New York Giants fan. Every team is so bad, so so bad. So you've got the Dallas Cowboys, you've got the Philadelphia Eagles, you've got the New York Giants, you've got the Washington Redskins. And the mm-hmm. New York Giants, out of that whole lot, are the only team that are actually definitely not playing in the playoffs. Washington Redskins, let's face it, yeah, are not playing in the playoffs. I mean, if you're if you're a Redskins fan and you think you are, you need to take a long hard look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah, uh, bring it up. Philadelphia Eagles. Yep. 
Not been good. No. Dallas Cowboys. NFC East, terrible. Jason Garrett could be... The NFC a, least, if you will. Did you just come up with that? Uh, no. Yeah, I, thought I, say, I was going to say that's too good. <laughs> 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 NFC, <laughs> NFC least, bad, bad division. Uh, with Gardner Minshew, though, coming back, um, it did make me think... You know, it's a little bit of a blast from the past because I know it was only a couple months ago. I was going to say, only things, a couple of weeks. Yeah. But these things go so quickly. The NFL goes so quickly that, you know, people, Gardner Minshew was gone from people's minds. He was such a pheno- phenomenon in yeah. the past, in the first few weeks of the season. Then he's gone and now he's back again. You know, he's going to bring... And he his, played well when, when he was in. Well, Gardner Minshew... Played very well. That's it. So, um, because of that, who or what would you bring back to help a team from the past. So let's say you're bringing something from the past that you think can make a massive impact on the team. Now that could be a player. It could be. Jeez. It could be anything. Could be completely anything. How, how far back can I go? Well, I'm, you know, I mean, are we getting, saying, like, are we getting the way back machine <laughs> and saying I'm not a, a musket? Did you say a musket? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first Super Bowl one, Brett Bart, I don't know, Bart Starr, Brett Star, I don't know, yeah, yeah. pulled out a musket, that's how you... <laughs> That's what I'm saying, yeah. No, so what, what are you saying then? One thing. I would... Good NFL teams from like the 70s and 80s just played hard-nosed defense. Like the Bears... I want to say like the 85 Bears just played really, really good D. It's not, it wasn't all about let's protect the quarterback and let's up the yards play because the, the game is too long. So we're going to change the rules to protect the quarterback so they can pass more so that teams accrue more yards so it's a more exciting game, higher scores, whatever, whatever. Back then it was about defense, hard nose, hit you in the mouth defense, and I, I wish you could bring that back. So what? You, so you're you're saying that you'd, you'd bring back the that, the, that the culture? Rules? Oh, the culture. That culture. It's, it's a. I mean, you could say it's a part of the culture, but on defense now, if you if you breathe on Tom Brady's shoulder, they'll call a rough in the passer penalty on you. That's you know, and that's. But they do that to protect the quarterbacks, to, as I just mentioned, that whole value chain. But it's a. It's. Um, I, I wish that teams played better defense more comprehensively, and that was just a hard-nosed sort well, of game. Well, you've got uh, New York Jets uh, defensive coordinator Greg Williams. I think it's fair to say that he likes the old hard-nosed uh, yeah. defense, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, back when he was with the Saints as well. I mean, Bounty mm-hmm. Gate, when that happened at the beginning of this uh, decade, when uh, Sean Payton, Greg Williams, they got yeah. banned for uh, allegedly uh, making, giving people money for yeah. uh, big hits. Yep, it, it's it, that wasn't allowed. That, that this goes back to I mean the '80s. We're talking about I mean we're talking about Lawrence Taylor and the New York Giants. Oh, here we go. Why are you as a linebacker, why are you bringing him up? Okay, fine. Let's talk about no, 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 you, no, you, no. you got you got Reggie right. White with the you know you get Steel Curtain in in, in Pittsburgh. You got uh, the Bears defenses of the '80s that just that's they won those games. Yes, you had good offensive, you had good quarterbacks, which I cannot name the quarterbacks of those times. I do remember the good defenses, or at least their you know, monikers or whatever mm-hmm. else. They played super well, and they won you games. Defense, offense sells tickets. Defense wins games. That's, mm-hmm. That is, be nice if that was. Is any excuse to bring up some, like, a close, pa- close uh, family friend, you know, Lawrence Taylor. You, uh, you, you know, know me bringing up my Auntie Marcia from Lytham St. Anne's. Hey, does she play defense? Uh, no, she oh, um, if she if paints she was, eyes for a if living. she was a middle linebacker, I would vote for Auntie Marcia. Is that her name? Auntie Marcia, my Auntie Marcia. Marcia, Marcia, M A R C I A. I call her Marcia. Marcia, Auntie Mar- Marcia. Look, <laughs> if you play middle linebacker or strong safety girl, listen, I'd sign you up. Be ready to go. Is that she paints eyes? 
She paints eyes? Mm, glass eyes. That's her job. She her whole job. She paints eyes, yeah. So glass eyes. That's I hear it's very important. It is. It's you know, lots of people need them. For like dolls? No, for people. For like Oh, like Sammy it. Davis Jr. style. Like, I don't know. Well, he had a glass eye. Well, yeah, presumably then, yeah. He didn't play football though. No, well neither is my auntie oh, Marcia. Oh, she might play D. You might need to ask her. <laughs> next time you see Marsha. I'm seeing her, actually. I'm seeing her next week, actually. Shall I, shall ask, I, shall I ask her? her? Oh, ask Carl her. Carl just wants me to ask whether or not you play Middle defense. Middle linebacker. Strong safety. In Blackpool when you were growing up in the 1960s. Blackpool? You nice. know Blackpool. 1960s? Good defense back then, I hear. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what I'll say. I'll tell you what I'm going to say. I was going to ask now, you. Now, here we go. So, this is something that I know you'll care about mm. as well. You think? There are some big legendary head coaches in the history of the NFL. Right. Aren't there? There's some that are still around now. Sure. Sean Payton and Sean Payton. Uh, no, uh, Bill Belichick, obviously. Mm-hmm. Now, Sean Payton, actually bringing him up, and Bill Belichick, who was their mentor? I want to say Parcells. Bill Parcells. Yeah, uh, fa- fantastic Giants co- uh, head coach. Yeah, of course. So yeah. was, uh, so was, uh, what's his name? Place for the coach you just mentioned. What's his name? Bill Belichick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just forgot Bill Belichick's yeah, yeah. name. <laughs> and you're doing an NFL That's a strong, strong New York Giants pedigree. I'm just throwing that out so there. So my point basically is, do you know what Britt needs to bring him back? What's that? Bill Parcells. Who needs to bring the Giants? Here I agree. No, well, no, this is what I'm going for. I'm saying not for, well, for the Giants, sure, you can make that argument. Sure. But I'm going to go with a completely different team because I think that they need, they need it a little bit more. Okay. So what, he's known for talking and he's known for being good with the media. He's known for... Who? Bill Parcells. Oh, Parcells. Who do you think you I was talking about? Bill Belichick. Jeez. No, 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 no. He's... Bill Parcells, he's, a good, he's good with the media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's also known as taking no ball. Oh, c- correct. Now, I'm not saying that the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals are under bad leadership with their head coach, Zach Taylor, because he's just not been around long enough. Okay. But what do they need? What do they need right now under an organisation that doesn't really, let's face it, do that much? They need somebody to take the ball by the horns. They need a leader. Do they have one? Don't know. But the easiest way to do this is by getting somebody who's already been proven to be a head coach. So I would say let's bring back the... The, the the Bill Parcells from decades past, okay. and just transplant him into an organisation that just seems to be a, run like a wet blanket. Somebody that can take the ball by the horns, and someone that can run with it, and someone that maybe can make decisions or at least pressure his bosses into making decisions. I think okay. So if that's the case, you know, I support that. I, you know what? I, I do appreciate it. You were right. I do like that idea a lot. I would appreciate it if he went to the Giants first. <laughs> yeah, <yes>. But <laughs> if you bring, Giants I tell you fight. what, you bring back Bill Parcells and LT to the Giants. You know what? We might <laughs> we might be able to win a game or two. Uh, I I like that for the Bengals. The Bengals are not a not the greatest running organization. That's what uh, I mean. I mean, you they, just sometimes you, you just know. need that you need that figurehead sometimes. Yeah, and what's that yeah, figurehead? Yeah. They've they've not even got a player that's a figurehead. They don't know. They don't make those type of guys. They've got AJ though. Green that's on the bench. Well, I'd be doing better on the bench. Do you have any more? Uh, I would bring back from times past. Uh, no, no. I was going to say something. Bad. I won't say that. No, I want you to say it now. Is, 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 huh? What was it bad? I was going to say no. I, 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 can't, I can't say it now. No. How about I say mine and then we just I, I, really quickly do yours sure, afterwards? Sure, sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so I'm, I'm going to say something completely different. Not anybody that played football. In fact, I'm going to say that we should bring back hip hop to the Oakland Raiders. Now you see okay. where I'm getting with this because okay. I don't. Now I reckon the Oakland Raiders need to turn back time. Don't worry about Vegas. 
Don't worry about Oakland. Mm. You need to go back to LA. LA you need to go back to LA and actually get something behind you a little bit. You need to get that same culture that made you so worldwide, so known mm. for so long, to the extent that people still wear Oakland Raiders hats despite not knowing who the Oakland Raiders are. The Raiders. And people can be the and they can be the LA Raiders and they can have a little bit of swag. LA Rams, no swag. Uh, no, L- LA, no. Uh, LA Chargers, no swag. LA Raiders with the whole of the whole of LA behind them, back behind them. Different, different culture now, though. LA back then versus LA now. LA's, a, you know, is the is the wheatgrass smoothie, but it, but, avocado. We've, well, we've gone on about avocado too much <laughs> on this podcast. Although I did have some avocado yesterday on some Korean food, and it was really good. Avocado. Anyway, did they even have avocados in Korea? I'm, I'm, I imagine you didn't, but whatever. <laughs> My point being is that that is what is known to us. That is what is known to sure, a lot of people. Sure. But I think to millions of people that live in the greater Los Angeles uh, area, right. that's not where their life is. No, and I, and no I, that's I, And fair. I reckon that they, they need a team that they can root, root behind. And I reckon they can with the Rams, but, you know, but Jared the, Goff is so L.A. in that sense. But is he, LA, is he L.A. Raiders way? And yeah, again, yeah, yeah. Derek Carr's not exactly either. But you, you get my point anyway. Sure, 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 so sure. let's do really quickly what you were going to say. Uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot more wholesome than I was going to say. I was, there's a lot of things from the 70s and 80s that should not come back. Moving on. We are next going to get to uh, a chat that I had with uh, Jacob Barner is his name. John he, Jacob. He is the man who Jingle has just gone round to all 31 NFL stadiums in a matter of well, days, essentially. Less than, less than three months, I think. Exactly. Well, I'll, let, I'll tell you what, I'll let him explain it to you. I have just got back from a trip around the United States in which I attended a game at all 31 NFL stadiums and I watched all 32 teams play a home game and I did that in 84 days. If I just worked out the exact time, it was 84 days, 3 hours and 26 minutes. Now, now to a normal person, mate, that seems, that's it. Well, let's, let's be honest, that seems amazing and that is amazing that you've done it. But to a normal person, that is also like a, a bucket list thing. That is a crazy thing, probably never going to be able to do it in your life. Um, what, what made you think? What was the first time that you thought, do you know what, that seems like a decent idea? About a year ago, I would say. I think it was maybe just, yeah, last November time. There's lots of stadiums I've kind of always wanted to go see. And the list of stadiums was kind of starting to get quite long. And there was certain stadiums that, you know, when they were started opening the new ones, then I was like, oh, I'd quite like to go to that one and that one. And so last season... Uh, I'm a 49ers fan, and my one of my friends is a Broncos fan. And last season, we said, right, the next time they play each other, which is once every four years, we're going to go. And that happened to be last year when we went. And that was when I kind of was thinking, it would be really cool to see more of these stadiums and see. So I was looking maybe, you know, could I do them all across my lifetime and maybe go across every every year or every two years and do, you know, maybe four or five in a, in a trip. So I started looking into it and looking into whether people had had done them all before because I thought surely people must have done and I came across you know a fair few people who had but I came across an article for about a girl in Ohio who she did it and she broke the world record she did it in 86 days and 10 hours and 20 something minutes and when I saw that that was kind of the, the seed planted if you like in my head and it kind of gnawed away at me for a while that is mad. That that is mad. And then, so then you you suddenly thought, well, I'm gonna you know go ahead and 
go ahead and do it. And I guess you worked out your timetable of what's, what, what made sense. Yeah, so it was a while before I properly, I'd say, committed. You know, I had this idea maybe in the November, and I would say I probably committed to it in March. So there was a few months of me kind of thinking, you know, do what should I do it? Is it doable? Is it is it logistically viable? And then come March time, I was like, that's when I kind of really committed. Where I kind of thought, oh, if I don't do it now, it's just going to annoy me the fact that I haven't done it. You know, it'll come to NFL season, and I'll thought I could be at these games, and so. Once I kind of committed, it was about, yeah, how, you know, is it doable, first off, in the world record time, anyway. So I, if I couldn't do it in the world record, I probably still would have gone. But, I, you know, the real, the cool part would have been doing it and trying to break the world record. And so the, the schedule came out in mid-April. And it essentially, it came out at like 1 a.m. UK time. And I sat up until about 5, 6 a.m. trying to work out, was it doable? And it turned out it was doable. And it was doable within the world record. So at that point, I just kind of really, really committed and kind of knew the the route I wanted to take. And from then on, it was, yeah, just planning, you know, tickets, accommodation, flights, cars, all that kind of stuff. And it took me a good four months, maybe five months for it to be all properly planned and booked. And, and people, and I've, I've seen something that said that basically you were saving for a housemate and that's not basically, that's not happening anymore because you just spent it no. all. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, the reason I was able to do it financially was because ever since I started working, I'd always been saving and I've been saving for what was supposed to be, yeah, house deposit. I always said once I hit a certain number, that's what that was going to be. And I knew I was going to hit that this year and I hit it. <laughs> I hit it funnily enough around the same time i had this crazy idea and so uh it got to that point where once i thought about this and i kind of costed it up roughly you know it's hard to know the exact if i still don't know the exact number i spent really but once i had a rough idea on cost and whether it was doable i realized yeah i just kind of the way i looked at it was like if i don't do it now i'll never do it and in five, ten years' time, do I want to look back and think, you know, I got the house, which is great, and that's all good? Or do I want to look back and think I did something like this that... You got a world like record. You got a world record. Exactly. Like you say, so many people dream of doing this. So why not Why not actually go and do it and make that dream a reality? That, well, it's it's crazy, mate, that you're, you're now thinking... You're now, like, back and you've got a world record, you know, less than three months later. It's a little bit ridiculous. Now, what was your favourite... Because you went to all of the, the home stadiums. What was the, the best yes. stadium that you went to? It's a tough question. You can't say all... 49ers. You can't say the San Francisco as you're a 49ers <laughs> fan. You can't say that. No, no, I won't. I won't. Um, I suppose it, they're all diff- different. So the the answer to the question of like which is just the nicest stadium taking it out of you know the equation the fans atmosphere just you know what's the nicest facility that had to be atlanta oh, i've heard day. this i've heard how amazing that stadium is yeah before before when i'd been asked before i went there i'd said dallas and then we walked in the door in atlanta and i instantly was like this is better because it is just ridiculous it's so big it's indoors you can tell how much they spent on it the the halo board which they have, which is like the video board that goes round the interior of the roof, which is circular, is just insane. So I have to say that's probably the nicest facility. Um, and then that's because that's the, the indoor one. I'd say the best of the like outdoor ones, my favourite was probably Arrowhead in Kansas City. But what about the atmosphere then? What about the atmosphere? So the loudest stadium is Seattle for me. Wow, that's what they um, always say about that 12th man and all that, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And it pained me to say it as a Niners fan, but 
it, it was true. That was that was the that was really loud. New Orleans and KC and Detroit were all kind of just behind it, but that Seattle game, it was the Rams game on the Thursday night, which was an absolute nail biter as well. So that probably helped even more with the um, with the atmosphere. Uh, so that that place was yeah, that place was rocking. I was at the I was at the uh, Saints uh, Panthers game just uh, a week ago today actually, and I can oh, tell you that that nice. was I'm, I'm a New Orleans fan, so I uh, oh, so I was out good. there for that, and uh, I can tell you that the atmosphere was just oh, as I uh, just as I remember. It's loud there, isn't it? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, now, what was the? Uh, obviously, you spent a lot of time in America when you were out there. Um, yes. Can you think of one thing that maybe uh, maybe you couldn't quite wrap your head around? I was. <laughs> I always said while I was out there that it felt like everybody was a terrible driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels like uh, I was driving because I rented cars in a number of places. And it's so funny. There can be like the tiniest gap and they will just like go into it with almost zero indication. They'll indicate like once they're already in the gap. <laughs> so it's a bit <laughs> scary. Is, yeah. Well, once you're used to it, you kind of get you realize and you kind of take a bit more caution. But it was funny when so people come out to join me. And they would come out for a week or so. And in certain places, they would be the ones who rented the car because for a large part of the trip, I was under 25, I was 24, which means you pay extra. Mm-hmm. So when they would come out, they would hire the car if they were over 25. And it'd be really funny when they first arrived. And obviously, you're driving on the other side of the road. And then you've got all these crazy drivers. And it would be so funny to just watch them kind of freak out initially. And then you get used to it. But yeah, that was that was something that took some getting used to. It's all those straight roads, mate. In America, it's just straight roads. That's what it is. Yes, no um, roundabouts. Now, uh, now um, I, uh, I'm, as I said before, I'm a New Orleans Saints fan. My co-host, Carter, is a, a New York Giants fan. Um, which 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 experience did you enjoy more, New Orleans as a city or New York as a city? Uh, so I didn't really go in. I've been to Manhattan before, so I didn't go into it this time. Um, so I would be comparing to a time when I've been before. Now New compare Orleans, it to your experience around uh, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So I, when I was in New Jersey, I literally just stayed near the airport, went to the game, and then left the day after because I was like, I've been to New York before. Let me spend another day in a different place rather than somewhere I've been before. Um, but New Orleans was weird because I was walking around New Orleans and I didn't reckon that much to it in the day. It was like, it was felt like quite a dirty place. And then I went to the stadium and I thought the stadium was incredible. It was so loud and the fans were incredible. And then I went out in New Orleans and I was after going out there, I was like, okay, now I can see why people why people come here. It was just an incredible night, the live music, walking down the streets. Uh, it was just incredible. So now I would definitely go back there. So on, on this trip, I preferred New Orleans because I didn't really go to New York. So it's a bit of a cop-out answer, really. Thank you very much to uh, Jacob for uh, going on about um, what he's been doing over the last few months. Back in Leeds now. Uh, what did you think about his uh, opinion of New Orleans versus New York, Carter? Um... I do you think that New Orleans to say that to say that New Orleans is a dirty city? Okay, mm-hmm. but not happy. New York not happy. is filthy. New York is a <laughs> but is it filthy like ugh, filthy? Or is it filthy as in ooh? I don't know how to qualify those, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm gonna go with the first one. New York is like the streets in New York, disgusting, mm, filthy. Pizza Rat came from New York, mm, filthy. Uh, <laughs> 
Don't know if I would put that intonation on it, but it's so filthy. It's to say that New York is not a dirty city. Man, New York is a filthy city. It's dirty. That's it's New York it's, City. It's so dirty. It's a beautiful, dirty, filthy city. However, you whatever inflection you want to put on. It. So dirty. So yes. Filthy. I tell uh. you, I tell you who <laughs> might not have to deal with that soon. Who? Uh, Pat Shermer. Why? You're why? He he needs to be fired. Why do you? I why, listen, this is the whole listen. this whole episode you've been going on about. Patch about uh, the, the the New York Giants and how they need to be, it's my team, to be refreshed. I, we there needs to be a lot of refreshing throughout the league. There's loads of coaches who aren't pulling their weight. Uh, we they just got rid of one, Ron Rivera, uh, with the Panthers, which you know opens up the door. By the way, to keeping Cam Newton. By the way, they, well, do you think it opens up the door to getting rid of Cam Newton? Uh, I think he was already out the door. I think with a new coach. Not to say that they didn't get along or anything, but a new coach comes in with a new philosophy. They got a new owner now. He's, in, but why would you get rid of Cam Newton if he's healthy? Anyways, uh, Pat Shermer, one of those coaches, might be on the way out. New York Giants coach. Uh, we're talking about Jason Garrett, the Dallas Cowboys uh, head well, coach. Disappointing. Oh, I, I, I'd be surprised if he stays. He needs unless he has some sort of postseason run that we're not expecting. Yeah, which Jason Garrett won't do because he's Jason Garrett. And uh, who else? I uh, coach in Atlanta. I, I forget his name. Uh, Dan Quinn he is gone so you think that several coaches that are gonna yeah do you think that they will last until the end of the season and then get cut as soon as the uh, regular um, season is over I think that's a good question I think they'll wait till the end of the season because they don't have who's gonna replace them you can have it, like, but then Ron Rivera could have uh, I don't think Ron Rivera's gonna get picked up before the end of the year no but Ron Rivera I mean sorry Ron Rivera could have just stayed with the Panthers but he didn't he uh, yeah I, but you know this but new, are they this, stealing a march on their other on everyone else by you, you get yeah you get you know four, four, you got four games left in the season you get four games of figuring out what sort of new philosophy could come in you try to shift the personnel and Elsewhere, it's a it's a big reshuffle. So that's what you do. You give them time to do that. Well, one of the reasons why um, Jason Garrett is so much on the uh, the hot seat, the managerial, the the head head coach hot seat, yes. is because of the embarrassing uh, loss to the uh, Buffalo Bills. Now that would be not great anyway. Now the Buffalo Bills are doing very well this yeah, season, but team. it's mainly because it was on Thanksgiving because it was the biggest game, arguably of the yeah. whole year, viewer wise, viewership wise, uh, outside of. Uh, the playoffs and the Super Bowl. Sure. So. Feedback. So. That was strange. Um, it, it, so in terms of Thanksgiving, though, here's what I think we should do. Right. Because did you have a good Thanksgiving? One of my favorite holidays. Easily. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? Uh, what it was you, good. You do? It, was, it was good enough. We last minute decided to have a Thanksgiving celebration, which means I had to cook through the whole day and make it happen. So. Um, now, um, because of that, now me, I've only had one Thanksgiving dinner in my life. Okay. Um, in New Orleans, I bet. No, it's actually New Jersey. I oh, was in New Jersey shoot. a few years ago. I was um, in the Meadowlands at all? Anywhere close to the Meadowlands? I can't remember that's, where I was. That's where the Giants Stadium is, folks, in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can't remember where I was. But anyway, I'll be honest with you. Thank you very much to my friend Caroline for inviting me around in 2012. But Thank you, Caroline. My, I didn't think it was as good as a Christmas dinner. Now, you can tell me... Now, you can tell me, let's relate this to uh, an, an American football team, to an NFL team, right? Okay. I need to know, um, what is the quarterback of the Thanksgiving dinner? The, the, the thing that it all rides on. If it doesn't, if, if this is fails, this food fails, then none of it will work. So, traditionally, people would say the turkey. I'm not a huge turkey fan, though. I would say it's the mac and cheese. Quarterback okay. of the of the... 
Thanksgiving meal is the mac and cheese. It's got to be done well. It's got to be very cheesy, very gooey. Has to be good the next day as well. That's the key to a good mac and cheese. None of this, like, I, I need a proper casserole dish with a good roux. It makes good, good mix of cheeses, good noodles that, that catch on to the sauce. I'm getting very specific, but the mac and cheese for me. What about uh, running backs? Let's say that this, this particular dish goes a lot. You need a lot of it for everybody. Uh, I would say sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes with the marshmallows on top. Everybody likes that dish. You need a bunch of that. That's what, the running back. What about the star wide receiver? The, the, the very rare, the very, the very rare part of the meal. It, not many people get this right, but when they do, man, it helps the dish. I'm going to say green bean casserole. Okay, which is rare because we didn't grow up eating green bean casserole. Uh, culturally, wasn't something that we did. Mm-hmm. Culturally. If you get my drift. No, please explain. Uh, I'm black. Okay. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> but I have tasted some very, very good green bean casseroles. And if it works, woof, it, it's a nice little, little extra to the meal. And what about the underrated star of the meal? Let's say that we can equate this to a fullback. Sure, sure. So not many, maybe not many, not many of these teams have them. Not many of these Thanksgivings have them. But when Mm. they have them, they can make a real difference. That is... So I'm going to go with uh, another protein. So I'm going to say like a glazed ham. Oh, yeah. So if you have a turkey and a ham, some people do goat and ham. Some people do ham and... Some people do a turducken, which is a turkey inside of a... That's too much. uh, That's uh, playing Frankenstein, right? That's very American. Not not having that. But I'm going to say glazed ham, having that, that's a good fullback. Because it's it's back in the reserve. If people like the turkey, they eat the turkey. People are going to eat the turkey traditionally, but... You know, you could have a chicken or a duck in, but the glazed ham on the side for all the folks, and it makes the best sandwiches the next day. You should go to. That's what you rely on. So your uh, your fullback is uh, going to be the glazed ham. That's the, a very nice analogy. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's uh, that's about it for the uh, the podcast this week. Um, as always, we're going to end with I don't want to be an American football idiot, Carter. So these are questions that we ask you about America. <coughs> Bless you. Excuse you me. all right? Yeah. All wow. Right. Um, so these are questions that we ask you about America that, frankly, we need answering. Now, you remember Jacob a little bit earlier? John Jacob. Jo- just Jing- Jacob. Jingleheimer. Just Jacob. Schmidt. Now, uh, he has got a question for you. Hi, Carter. I want to know what the American obsession with popcorn is. I like popcorn. And I would buy it when I'm going to watch a movie. But every stadium, football stadium, hockey arena, basketball arena, everybody has huge buckets of popcorn. And that's not something I would have at a sports game over here. Great question, Jake. Cub. (laughs) Comes from two things. Two big things in American culture, which are movies and yeah, we got movies here don't worry uh, well it's, it's not as big as in the United States no, we, well, Hollywood comes from America yeah uh, you shoot a lot of movies in New York too but uh, so obviously that's big in with the movie theaters and things but also I, and you might not know this which is like state fairs like county state but, fairs but, but in relating to, relating to sports events though why are they having sports events well it's it's an extension of who we are like a sport event is like it's entertainment so popcorn is served at lots of entertainment venues. Sports, because it's, it's one, it's easy to make. 
two, from a from a business perspective, the margins on popcorn are ridiculously high. <laughs> Not that anyone cares, but the, try like, what do you think movies make most of their money? Did you know? Fun fact about popcorn in India, in parts of India, some movie theaters, there's the Bollywood films are so long that they have a break in the middle just so people can go and buy popcorn. I know that. I'll tell you why I know that. Because I went to uh, Cineworld in Milton Keynes back in 2010 to watch a film uh, by myself because it's fun to watch films by yourself. Do not judge me. And I... I uh, I didn't say anything. And I didn't quite... I didn't realise I was going to see a Bollywood film. Oh, wow. uh, And I went there and I was like, that's a weird place to to finish the film. Turns out there was just a break halfway through and everyone everyone moved out normal. I'm just sitting there like, oh, what's going on? Yeah. So I did know that. Yeah. Well, well done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> margins on popcorn super high. It's a part of our general in- entertainment culture. Serve them at. We've got loads of different styles of popcorn, not just salt. You guys do sweet, which is odd, like sprinklings of sugar. We don't really do that. We do do caramel corn, though. If we had caramel corn, mm-hmm. ooh, that's good. But, but do you think so? What you're saying then basically is that yes, it's sport. But you, it's not just sport, it's entertainment. It's a part of entertainment culture in the United Whereas States. Whereas if I was going to go see Leeds United Barnsley, I wouldn't get any popcorn. You wouldn't do it at a football stadium, no. Not a European football stadium, no. If you go to a basketball game, you get, yeah, you get them in the United States. You would get that at baseball games, all, all those things. There's, it's like a part of the, the zeitgeist, like, which is if you see like the, the, the proverbial meme, which is if, of like Michael Jackson eating popcorn in the thriller video. If anyone's ever arguing online, like that's the meme that people show up, which is I'm just sitting here just waiting to be entertained <laughs> by this argument like, because it's a part of our culture. It's just, it's popcorn. Steph Curry, by the way, basketball player, huge popcorn fan. Loads of, loads of pro athletes are. Thank you very much to Jacob for that question. Um, speaking of basketball, by the way, you know, I went to go see the New Orleans Pelicans the other day. Uh, in yeah. New Orleans. Did yeah. you know who they were playing? They played the Lakers. Yeah, so I saw LeBron in person. That's a heck of a game to go to. That's a, that's an AD coming yeah. back to New Orleans. Anthony game. Davis, yeah, yeah former yeah. New Orleans Pelicans player. Yeah, this isn't yeah. a basketball podcast, but it was good. I bet you had some. Did you have some popcorn? No. I tell you what. what tell you, you what. I've realised America way more expensive than I re- I remember. <laughs> I got a question though. You went to New Orleans. Yeah. Where my beignets at? <laughs> you ain't bringing no gumbo or nothing. I'll tell you what I could have done. I, I ain't getting no jambalaya, no, no beignets. Do they have beignets at the airport? These are like, essentially like much nicer donuts. I'm not bringing back beignets from the airport. You, you better not buy them from the airport either. You, what's, the, what's the place? Cafe Demand. Oh. I'm not buying them Cafe for Dumont. you. Cafe Demand. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Cafe Demand. <laughs> kind of pronunciation. Cafe Dumont. Cultured. Cultured. Dumont. Cafe Dumont. Well, I, bet, I bet Jacob from Leeds would pronounce it Dumont. Well, he, he thought New Orleans was dirty, so... He would, he would have brought me some beignets back. He might have done. Uh, that is about it for the episode, for the podcast this uh, week. Uh, we'll be back next Wednesday, as per wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you go and do a little rating, go do a little subscribe if you can. Six uh, stars, folks. Uh, Six stars. Do you know what I'm really excited for See, I uh, this weekend? See, I raised my voice there just so you pay attention. What are you excited for? I'm, ex- I'm excited for... Um, Gardner Minshew to be back in my life because do you know do you know what do you know what Carter starting Jack's do you know what do you know what I I don't know what do you know what you could tell me do you know what if you told me I would know my heart plays for Nick Foles the rock and roll American football podcast rate review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts absolute radio 